AEW Full Gear is taking place this Saturday. So ahead of the big night, we are chatting with Nyla Rose, who is going head-to-head -head against Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship. What's up, Nyla? How are you? I'm I'm a little stuffy myself, but I, you sound fantastic. You know what? It's the weather change. Like part of it, it's like has me like having sniffles every now and then. And I'm like, okay, like, please tell me this is the weather change. <laughs> oh, it, it absolutely is the weather. The weather and the time change. Our bodies are in that constant state of flux for sure. Exactly. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, little, little, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Sheeta kind of got under my skin last night, but... Other than that, I'm in a pretty good mood. I'm doing all right. Exactly. And I mean, you should be in a good mood because this Saturday you have a big match, as I mentioned, at Full Gear against Hikaru Shida. Let's kind of start off there. What can fans expect from this match? Uh, they can expect me to leave as the first ever two-time women's champion. Uh, that's that's not an empty promise. That's, that's uh, not a, a vague threat. Like, that is guaranteed. Uh, that's me and Vicky's plan going into this. I can't let failure be an option here. So now you mentioned being the first two-time AEW's women's champion. The first time you won, it was quite historical. So what would it mean to you to win the second time and sort of be on top of the AEW women's division? I, it would mean a lot. You know, uh, the first time my title reign was cut a little bit short, you know, the world shut down due to outside circumstances. And I think that kind of threw everybody for a loop, not just in the world of professional wrestling, but just everywhere. So, of course, we were affected. I was affected. I, I didn't go into, you know, the match, the first match with Sheeta, like in the right mindset, if you will. And, and she came out victorious. Kudos to her. She took advantage of that situation. That's very wise on her behalf. But we've had a little bit, little bit of time in between that. And uh, I got Vicky in my corner now, got me focused, and we've got a plan. Let's talk about that. The fact that, you know, obviously for every single performer, what it doesn't matter if you're in wrestling or you're outside of wrestling and, you know, the times have changed. How has it been like for you performing in front of a limited audience and just recently with that limited audience? It's It's been a bit of a, a speed bump, if you will. But if I can be totally candid here for a second, having the limited audience that we've had has been incredibly welcoming. Uh, we, we may only have like, what, two, three, four hundred people. I don't know the numbers on that. That's not my department. <laughs> um, my, my department, the only numbers I'm concerned with is one, two, three, right? Exactly. <laughs> whatever it is, whatever that capacity is, they sound like thousands of people in, the, in those stands. Like they miss, they miss being there just as much as we miss them. So it's, it's very welcome. Exactly. And I can only imagine that, you know, just even having like a little bit of people, however many that is, it's nice to just kind of have something where you're like, I'm not performing like, you know, the people are watching behind the cameras, but you have to be kind of constantly reminding yourself of that, it, right? It's nice to have that live feedback. You know, you don't, you don't do something and then wait and then have to check online and see if someone mentions you or, or anything like that. It's you do something, you hear the roar of the crowd. There's no feeling like it. Exactly. So now, you know, you mentioned the fact that things are different. You go online, you have to see if people, what are, pe what are people saying? What's the feedback to what you just did in the ring? So we do have to talk about the AEW women's division because it has been sort of under a large microscope with the, with the fans. Uh, how do you feel that the fans are very passionate about seeing the AEW women's division really thrive? It's wonderful. It's wonderful to see the passion of the fans. Um, 
that means they're paying attention. That means that there's a market for it. They want it, you know? So all we can do as performers is go out there and give it to them the best of our ability. Exactly. Now, you know, you're doing your part. What do you think needs to be done for the AEW women's division to really just become a stronger division within AEW? Honestly, time. Uh, time, you know, the, the women, the women are there, the talent is there. We just need the time to, to go out there and put it all out. And that's, you know, we've been doing that. It's, it's been increasing and it's going to happen again Saturday when uh, me and Sheeta get in there. Exactly. And now I previously spoke with Vicky Guerrero and she was telling me how awesome it was to work with you. And so I want to kind of get to talk about that because, you know, Vicky Guerrero has made quite an impact in wrestling and maybe a lot of people prior to this prior to her you know really taking off on her own maybe would not have expected it so what was your reaction to being paired up with Vicky it it uh well you know I it's something I wanted you know it's something Vicky wanted so there was no like shock or awe or anything like that uh we met we had amazing chemistry you know her and I uh thoughts are a lot in line and it, it just it was a natural pairing uh, when I, when I realized that I needed, you know, uh, someone with the knowledge and the skills and, and the talent to kind of help me out a little bit, it was a no brainer. It's like the very first name, top of the list, Vicky Guerrero. So I gave her a call. She was on board more than willing to come help me out. She's a winner herself. She likes to manage winners. And you mentioned that, you know, she has a lot of knowledge and all of that. What would you say is maybe something that you learned from her or is just something that maybe you didn't expect? And then it ended up just being like, oh, Vicky Guerrero, you know, gave me this advice or it's something that you learned about her. Uh, she's a master on the microphone. Uh, just just the way she works, the way she she she's a student of the game, if you will. The way she works, the way she studies and prepares, um, it, it's I see a lot of myself in that. So it's really nice to kind of shadow her and kind of peek over her shoulder and, and steal a few notes. Yeah, like honestly, she's awesome. One of the things that I got from her is that she's somebody that really likes to try a bunch of different things, no matter what that is. And that's pretty nice and refreshing to have a quality in somebody. Yo, you hit it right on the nose. She's, she's not afraid. She's like, I will throw the most ridiculous thing out there to her. And she's like, yeah, I love it. Let's do it. And I'm like, that. This. why have I just now met you? Like, this is perfect. Where have you been my entire exactly. life? Exactly. <laughs> so now I put out sort of a Twitter poll out there asking people, you know, hey, like, I'm going to talk to Nyla Rose. What do you want to know about her? And here are some of the questions that I got that I thought would be really good to ask oh, you. And Lord. Oh, no, don't worry. I, I, I went through them and made sure that they were okay to ask. <laughs> um, she, um, some people wanted to know who are some of the, your wrestlers, the favorite wrestlers that you admire their in-ring work. Who are some of the people that you look up to? Oh, God. Uh, so many. Honestly, I, I love wrestling. Like, anybody, even somebody just starting out, you can always learn something from somebody. And then just watching people, uh, the way they perform, there's, there's, everybody has something to offer. And I just honestly love watching wrestling. Exactly. And it's so easy, especially because there's so many different people, so many different styles, and everybody's bringing something, you know, incredible, you know, stepping aside from a, in, from a performer's perspective, but from a fan's perspective, what are some of the things that you're like that you gravitate towards when it comes to wrestling? Um, I, I'm, I, no shame. I'll put it out there. I enjoy watching Private Party. Uh, they, I, I don't think they know what gravity is. I'm pretty sure they failed <laughs> science class. 
because they they just don't believe in gravity. Um, so they they are a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the Bucks they are masters of their craft, one hundred percent. You know, I I have some experience with tag team wrestling, but I really enjoy watching it because I don't do it as often. So it's it's nice to see that side of things uh, in in that way. I can kind of live vicariously through them. Exactly. And I got to agree with you on the private party. I think they've been so much fun. And anytime that they're out on Dynamite or on a pay-per-view or wherever it is that they're doing, it's pretty, pretty amazing to see what they can do with their bodies. It's like they, somebody puts in cheat codes and they just go out there and float around the ring or something. It's crazy. <laughs> You're like, hey, pass that a little bit to me over here, yeah, you know? Right. <laughs> um, so for you, what has been the most surprising thing about really being an up and coming, you know, name in the wrestling community? How has how has that all been for you, you know, just being part of the wrestling community? Honestly, just that, uh, just having all the eyes on you and, and people doing online polls, wanting to know more about you. It's you go from you know, a few people knowing you, you know, a, a handful of people in this state or this state or wherever you're doing your weekend trips and, and doing your little indie shows uh, to, to being on a national scale and just having all eyes on you. It is such a crazy shift and it, it happens in an instant. There's absolutely no way to prepare for that. Exactly. And now you mentioned the fact that obviously people want to know more about you and people are going to be commenting about you. Doesn't matter who you are. Social media is a space where, you know, sometimes you get online trolls, you get negative comments. Everybody gets that. I get that. We all deal with it. Right. So for you, what is one of the ways that you sort of just like tune it out and find a way to just like ignore the online trolls, do your thing? Like what's your what's your thing? Oh, that block button. I love it. I love it. I'm like, oh, no, boop, ignorant, boop, just hater, boop. It, that block button is magical. It really is. I feel you on that one. one the, the black button, the mute button. The modern century. <laughs> exactly. Now, what advice do you have for younger talent that's trying to get on the AEW radar or even just on the radar of, you know, larger of large wrestling promotions? Uh, stay out of my way or I'm, I'm going to break you. I'm going to use you as an example. No, uh, it, honestly, um, probably the best advice I have is don't stop grinding. Never stop learning. Um, don't get too full of yourself. Like those those three things. You, you go in there, you do the work. Somebody is watching you. You may think nobody's watching you, but somebody is watching you and people will know. Did you have that moment where you're like, oh, my God, I didn't know people were watching me. What was that moment for you that it really clicked that you were doing something right? Getting signed. <laughs> Getting signed. I had no idea I was on anybody's radar. Um, I I was going into a tour of Japan. I was going to be there for about, I, I want to say, six months. I might be a little off on that. Um, but I, I had a list. I was like, okay, you know, this is what I've done since my last tour of Japan. This is, you know, the stuff I've done in the States what, where do I want to go? Like, I've got a little bit of momentum, you know, what's, what's going to be my plan. So I had a plan of execution. I had all these promotions and email addresses and people to contact. And I just, I made a list of things I was going to do. And then I get back from Japan and I'm like, okay, time to start putting these, these uh, press kits together and like sending my stuff out. And I get a, I get a, I get a DM from Kenny Omega. And it's like, Hey, we're, we're putting something together. You know, can I talk to you about it? And I'm like, what? So I was like, all this prep that I had to do, that that I did uh, to take that next step, and little did I know, people were watching me, and they were planning my next step for me. 
That's insane. And like what part, you know, prior to receiving that DM from Kenny Omega, like what was the relationship prior to that that maybe might have hinted at something? Absolutely none. The, the the only relationship we had is we both were in Japan at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in a way, that's pretty awesome because I think sometimes a lot of people, and we see that in a lot of the younger talent, a lot of the talent working in the indies, and they're like, oh, you know, I want to make it, I want to make it. Everybody's trying to make it, right? But I think it's so cool that there's people out there that are really keeping an eye out on you, and you just never know who's watching. Exactly. If you're If you're doing the work, if you are out there you know, busting your hump and you're, you're giving it your all and you're really someone who's good to work with, word is going to get around, you know, you're going to be someone who people want on their team. Has the experience, what has the experience of working for AEW, a major wrestling promotion, been what you imagined in terms of, you know, we all have that imagination of what it'd be like? Honestly, it's been better than what I imagined. I, I, I kind of imagined it would be a little bit uh, grueling, if you will, like tiresome. <coughs> excuse me, not not even just that, but like a very corporate environment. You know, very oh, like you know this this every everything is kind of like in its own little place. Uh, and and I was a little fearful that I would kind of like lose my love for wrestling and lose my passion. Uh, being here, that could not be further from the truth. Like I love going to work. I may not get along with everyone I work with, but <laughs> it never is that way though. It doesn't matter if you're working at Starbucks, but, Rite Aid, never is that, that way. That's the beauty of this job is we get to settle it in the ring. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we may have difference of opinions is the, uh, I guess, politically correct way to say the, the diplomatic <laughs> way to say that. Um, but we settle those differences in the ring in the squared circle. Uh, but, but I absolutely love it here. I love, Use that term loosely. Love my coworkers, uh, but it's it's been much better than I could have ever dreamed. That's incredible. So now I have one last question for you before we move into our game portion of the evening. So, what sort of um, goals do you still have within AEW and outside of AEW, if any? Oh, tons, tons. Never stop growing. That's that's you know. One of my many mottos, I guess. Uh, obviously, the more immediate goal, get the get the women's championship yet again, retain it. Uh, but I, I would like to to see it grow and, and help it grow. Uh, you know, help the women's division overall grow. I would love to see us, you know, have established tag teams and have you know tag team titles. I would love to see that. I would love to see a women's you know secondary title. Um, almost in a sense, having like a, a women's promotion within the promotion. Uh, that's personally what I would love to see and time will tell. And, and hopefully we can continue to grow the brand. It's brand new brand a year in, hopefully we continue to do that and uh, keep making history, keep making waves on uh, TNT. I like how you said a brand new brand that stuck with me. <laughs> I'm going to use that. So if you see me using that somewhere down the line, just know you're to credit for that. Fair enough, um, fair enough. Nyla, we're going to go into our lightning round portion of the evening. So this is the fun part where I ask you 10 random silly questions and you just answer them as fast as you can. And oh, if gosh. you want to give a little bit more in-depth information, that is always welcomed on here. Uh, so here we I, go. I'm, I'm nervous. This is where I'm going to get canceled. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. 
Oh my God. That's always everybody's biggest fear, right? Like, don't cancel me. It was a joke. That's how I feel too. Um, question number one, weird food combinations, pizza dipped in ranch. Yes or no? Hell yes. Absolutely. That's not even weird. I don't think that's weird. Is that weird? Nyla, I put out a video of me dipping my pizza in ranch and people lost their marbles. Okay. People were canceling me. <laughs> you, you can't be canceled for pizza. I'll, I'll cancel the cancel. You're uncanceled. Thank you. Thank you. I am so happy. Uh, question number two. What is your favorite 80s or 90s movie? Oh, gosh. Um, off the top of my head, Airborne. It's a little, little known film with uh, Shane McDermott. It actually, Jack Black, I think it's like probably one of his first roles. It was about a rollerblader who moved from California to like, Wisconsin or something crazy. Uh, Seth Green is in it. It's a fantastic movie. Go watch it. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, you, you got me. Seen I'll it like watch 300 it. times. I haven't seen it, so I'm going to watch it. I'll get Please. back to you on my review. <laughs> Do it. Question number three. If you could get married to any cartoon or fictional character, who would it be? Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Uh, uh, Mystique from X-Men. Uh, I think... I think it would be fun, you know, we, we could, she, she could be different people. So it's like, you got one person, but you're also got like a lot of people. I don't know. Exactly. There you go. Switch it up. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Question number four. Have you ever been on a really bad date? If so, what happened? <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty sure all of us have been on a really bad date. If, if anybody says they haven't, they're lying. Um, I, I don't know how much detail I should go into. You can give us the PG details, whatever you want to give us. Uh, let, let's let's just let's just say the date ended really quickly. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. We'll just leave it up to mystery. Uh, yeah. Question number five: What's something you've always wanted to do but never had the oppor opportunity to do so yet? Uh, skydive. Oh yeah. Uh, skydive and and and. Uh, Ride a camel. I don't know why, like that's that's a thing, but like I want to do it. I want to try it. Like ever since I saw Mummy with you know the Brendan Fraser movie, yes. like, I've wanted to ride a camel. I, I don't know. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. Question six: What is your must-have beauty product? Eyeliner. A nice, oh, yes. a nice black liquid liner. I feel you on that one. You should try the um, rare one by Selena Gomez. I just bought it. It's really good. Other than that, I use the Kat Von D tattoo liner. Really good too. Just in case That's you're That's a good one. That's you know. I'm not gonna lie. I have no idea what I'm using right now. It came in my boxy charm, and I was like, let's give it a shot. And it's it's been magical. I probably should like write it down so I can get another one. But it's it's fantastic. Yes, write it down because sometimes you try things and they're a disaster and you're like, oh, I should have kept what I was using before. Yeah, I, I spent how much on this? And you're just like, talk. <laughs> Question seven. What is the last thing you do before going to bed? <laughs> uh, total honest question here. I will eat a gummy of some sort. Like I, I, that last little bit of sweetness, like I don't know what it is, like either like a hot tamale or, you know, like the uh, sour gummy worms. Trolleys. Yeah. Like just having, you know, two or three of those, that last bit of sweetness. <laughs> That's very interesting. I like that, though, because I feel like everybody likes something sweet after dinner, but not necessarily right before bed. So that's yeah, interesting. Don't tell Britt Baker. She'll probably like eat me alive for eating candy like right before bed. But like just just, you know, one or two. 
just just enough. You can just tell her that you floss directly right after that. <laughs> yeah, it counts if you brush your teeth in your dreams, right? Like that counts. It counts. <laughs> Question eight: <coughs> What is the worst house chore to do? Folding laundry. Oh, Folding. I think that's like a universal thing. If it were, if it wasn't, people wouldn't understand the chair. Everybody that's has true. A, the chair. That's true. I got a chair. I hid that thing in my closet, though. It's like, at least no one's going to see that it's there. Yeah, see? See? Uh, question number nine. Do you prefer night or morning showers? I prefer night showers. Uh, yes. After, I, I personally don't see the sense in showering early in the day when you're going to go get stinky. Like, you know, you, you wash the key areas. Absolutely. You know? You wash all the key areas, you freshen up, or, you know, depending on what the day's activities are, definitely take a shower. But if you're doing nothing, like if it's a nothing day, you're not going to get dirty. You're not going to get stinky. Go shower. You'll wake up. You're already clean. You're ready to go. Exactly. And, and it's relaxing. It's relaxing. Yes, it's better to go to sleep fresh, right? Yes. Alrighty. And last question, question number 10. If you could have a mansion anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh. Ah, uh, geez. Um, a mansion, a whole mansion. Whole mansion to yourself. Uh, I would probably say Japan. I would oh, probably okay. say Japan. Like I, I fell in love with it there. Um, that would be a nice little uh, getaway place to have. You know, just kind of like kind of central to the world. You can get anywhere from there. Um, yeah, probably Japan. <laughs> That's a good pick. I can't wait to see your mansion in Japan. <laughs> I'll <laughs> um, make Nyla, it in The Sims. Yeah, there you go. That's the place to get it at. Nyla, I want to thank you so much for doing this interview. For everyone watching, please do not forget to watch AW Full Gear this Saturday, November 7th. All right, everyone. Also, Nyla, before we go, go ahead and plug in anything you want to plug in, social media or anything. Uh, definitely. Uh, I mean, you're, you're, you did, you made my job easy. I was just going to, I was going to talk about full gear and the fact that I'm going to be the first two time champion. Um, but if you want to follow more and, and like actually know where you can watch full gear aside from BR live or fight TV, uh, Nyla Rose beast on all the, all the media things, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, just follow me and, um, Twitch. I'm on Twitch kind of <laughs> Nyla Rose beast. And, and I'll, I'll, you know, be wacky or something. I don't know. I love that. Well, I'm going to post all the links to all your social medias in the description box below. So if you guys want to follow Nyla, you can definitely find that in the description box. Before you go, thank you so much, Nyla. And guys, please do not forget to give this video a like and subscribe to the channel for more awesome interviews like this one. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.